0: Podcast. I'm your host, Katherine Singer. I'm a Christian writer and blogger living in the beautiful state of Alaska. I'm also a trauma survivor and a mental health advocate. I've been through some tough things in my life, and I'm sure you have too. Grace Moments is about helping you hold on to belief in your darkest hours, embrace hope by knowing your suffering is never wasted, and be inspired by the stories of others who have survived their own tragedy Life, however difficult, can be a meaningful journey, and I'm here to walk it with you, so let's do this together. Have you ever gone back to visit a place you once called home? It could be a house you lived in, a church you attended, a building you worked at, a college you went to, a foreign city in which you resided for a while, a team you played for really anywhere that you frequented and had some sentimental tie or connection to, somewhere that symbolized a certain chapter in your life and defined a certain version of yourself at the time. We all have these places, and for many of us, they carry with them a lot of pleasant memories. They evoke special feelings of people, places, or things that shaped who we became, experiences that molded us and still carry incredible influence even to this day. We remember family, friends, teachers, bosses, fellow employees, teammates, church members, favorite eating spots, the sight of a romantic gesture, so many recollections that bind us to previous seasons of our one wild and amazing life. Personally, having grown up in the same community that I still call home to this day, I have a lot of these spots, each with their own unique impact on who I am today. Be they churches, the military base where I did so much volunteer work for the better part of a decade, the baseball field where I was on staff with the team for eight years, favored hiking spots, or the local coffee house where I've had many a deep conversation with friends. I even have a few spots like this far away from Alaska where I live that include my late grandmother's place in a beautiful retirement community or the church she attended the last few years of her life. I treasure each of these places and the people who are part of them, and I think often of the person I was while I was experiencing those times. Yet I'm also realistic that not every single memory in these places was happy. Some were extremely hard and changed how I looked at these chapters of my life story. There were the hospitals both in Alaska and Washington State where my dad spent weeks fighting for his life due to some very serious health issues, There were hurtful words spoken within the context of churches or volunteer work where you left conversations or meetings and wondered if you really wanted to ever go back. There were tears shed in intense anger and grief as my grandma died in the very house that had always held such laughter and pleasure. And with every single one of these experiences came change, transition. They were seasons, not intended to last forever, but simply for a time. And then there came a point to end that time there and move forward. There came a point where things as I'd always known them had to end. And for someone like me who is a creature of habit and routine and loves things to stay the same, endings are extremely hard, and God has taken me through many of them. Along the way, I've learned a few things about transitions, and one of those is that often when you come upon a necessary change, You go through a period of mourning where you grieve not just what you went through and experienced in that place or with certain people, but also who you were or became as a result of that time in your life. And sometimes it was really, really good, and you hate the fact it has to end. You wish you could go back to life as it was back then. This is especially true when changes happen suddenly or maybe under not-so-enjoyable circumstances times when things perhaps began under happy conditions only to crumble in front of you sometime later and leave you desirous of the way it started out in the beginning. Particularly if you have yet to discover what's next for you as the previous chapter closes, you can find yourself in this weird in-between space where you still feel a pull back to the old life and old you, even though you sense that door to the past is closed, even though you aren't sure where you're headed yet. At least you knew who you were and what your role was back there. Now you find yourself questioning everything and confused as to how all this can possibly shape you for the future. Many times in my life I've stood in such a place and reflected on who I was back when I felt so comfortable in that location or with those people. Some aspects I wish I could get back, while others I'm glad I've outgrown a bit. It's like each time, though, I confront my old self and evaluate where i'm at today sometimes this leads me through some momentary second guessing wondering if i've made the right move by leaving that chapter behind but always eventually coming round to today and feeling a sense of confirmation that letting go is okay moving forward is okay not calling a place home anymore and having to separate your feelings from somewhere and relocate them is okay while sometimes a bit painful I find this process helpful to me as it causes me to face all my life's transitions and see how God used each one to build on the other and to remind myself in whatever current change I'm experiencing, the hardest transition is always the one you're in now. Interestingly enough, when you read the Bible, you notice that God relocated people all the time. Especially in the Old Testament, people were extremely nomadic as wars, Famine and other challenges forced them to move around constantly. God rarely kept people in the same place doing the same thing their entire lives. Change has been happening from the beginning. In the beginning, Adam and Eve were intended to live in the Garden of Eden, enjoying God and His perfect creation forever. But once sin entered the picture, then everything was different and transitions became a part of our earthly existence, starting with our first parents being banished from the Garden. Every person since then has undergone some sort of fluctuation in their life, nothing ever remaining exactly as it was. Nothing, that is, except God himself. It's fascinating to know how many instances we see in Scripture where God removes somebody from their comfort zone and asks them to step out into something else, forcing them to confront their old self along the way. Some handled this change obediently and faithfully, while others fought it and wrestled with it. There were times when God's reason for moving a person onto something new had to do with safety, such as getting Lot and his family out of Sodom and Gomorrah before he destroyed the city. Poor Mrs. Lot loved her old life too much, and we all know how that turned out. Other times it was because he had something better in mind for that individual, such as when he sent out the apostles to evangelize the known world and establish the New Testament church after his resurrection. Either way, it was always with a greater good in mind, however hard that may have felt to accept at the time. The human side of us can certainly relate to how Abraham felt when God came to him and said, get out of your country and from your relatives and from your father's house to the land I will show you. Imagine having lived in the place of your family all your life and suddenly being divinely requested to uproot yourself, your wife and all you own to head to who knows where. Were it not for Abraham being obedient to the Lord and taking God at his word, biblical and human history would have ended up very differently. God and Moses had many a conversation after God revealed to him that he'd been chosen to lead the Israelites out of captivity into the promised land. Moses, having left his land of privilege in the Egyptian court under intense circumstances, had for years been tending sheep in the wilderness, and now God wanted him to go back to his old stomping grounds, confront Pharaoh, and take his chosen people back to their inherited place. One could justify and understand Moses' fear. Still, God's order was, get up and go. And so he did, and God provided all he and the Jewish people needed in order to flee Egyptian captivity. Whether it was Nehemiah stepping down from his esteemed position as the cup buried at King Artaxerxes in order to rebuild the walls of Jerusalem, or David leaving his place as court musician to King Saul in order to save his life and be groomed for greatness in the barren desert. Stories abound of God taking people and changing their life dynamics up in order to accomplish his purpose. But it wasn't easy. I often think of how Peter, after three years of following Jesus around, still felt a drawback to fishing, even after Jesus has specifically called him to leave his old life and come follow him. When it appeared Jesus was dead, Peter returned to what he knew, because it was comfortable. And after his resurrection, Jesus had to talk to him once again and remind him, I will make you fishers of men. Peter lost sight of his purpose in the land of the in-between. And so too do we. I've experienced it many times, and you probably have as well. Situations where even when you felt called towards something more, You still look back over your shoulder like Mrs. Lott and watch the old version of yourselves end and wonder, was leaving that behind worth it? Even when God has said, drop your old life and come with me into a new thing I'm going to use you for, you're afraid to leave what's been comfortable for so long and let it go. There's a grieving period you go through where you struggle to reconcile your emotions and figure out what happens next. You fight the future a little because... A part of you is still stuck in the past, trying to see if by some slim chance you might be hearing God wrong and just have to adjust a few things so you can stay where you've always been. Uprooting is so very difficult, I know. When you haven't yet settled into your new place to call home, it can feel like home isn't anywhere for a while, and the feeling of dislocation can be seriously unnerving. You can become a little jealous of those who seem to be contented in their home space and feel like something is wrong with you for not being in a more stable season in your life. Many doubts can creep in as you wrestle with the reality of everything being upended. Life as you knew it has changed forever. Even if you feel sold on where God is leading you next, the suspended feeling between what was and what's coming can still feel not all right. One of my favorite authors, Henry Nouwen, described this well in a journal entry he wrote at the time of difficult transition in his own life you have an idea of what the new country looks like. Still, you are very much at home, although not truly at peace in the old country. You know the ways of the old country, its joys and pains, its happy and sad moments. You have spent most of your days there. Even though you know that you have not found there what your heart most desires, you remain quite attached to it. It has become part of your very bones." Now you have come to realize that you must leave it and enter the new country where your beloved dwells. You know that what helped and guided you in the old country no longer works, but what else do you have to go by? You are being asked to trust that you will find what you need in the new country. That requires the death of what has become so precious to you. Influence, success, yes, even affection and praise. Trust is so hard since you have nothing to fall back on. Still, trust is what is essential. The new country is where you are called to go, and the only way to get there is naked and vulnerable. It seems that you keep crossing and recrossing the border. For a while, you experience real joy in the new country, but then you feel afraid and you start longing again for all you left behind, so you go back to the old country. To your dismay, you discover that the old country has lost its charm. I think all the biblical figures whose lives we looked at briefly today can relate. I certainly can too, because we've all had times like this when we cross and recross the border between who we once were and who we're becoming, where we once called home and where we're now going. Yet through the inner conflict of facing the old version of ourselves and our previous life chapters is a hard but necessary thing isaiah forty three eighteen through nineteen says, "Remember not the former things, nor consider the things of old. Behold, I am doing a new thing. now it springs forth. Do you not perceive it? I will make a way in the wilderness and rivers in the desert. I don't believe that remember not the former things means forget the past altogether. Our memories and our past experiences, good or bad, will always be with us to some extent. But I do believe it's a way of saying, don't keep trying to pitch your tent stakes where God isn't anymore. For any follower of Christ, there can come no greater peace than to know they are operating. For any follower of Christ, there can come no greater peace than to know that they are operating in the center of God's will and plan, and thus functioning under his blessing. Even if the circumstances are hard, having the assurance that one is being obedient is always the best place to be. And once you realize that home is where God is, then suddenly it becomes a little bit easier to turn loose of the past and relocate. In a world where things are constantly changing, God remains the same, as does his relationship with you and his care and love for you. Understanding this allows you to, as Nouwen puts it, risk a few more steps into the new country, trusting that each time you enter it, you will feel more comfortable and able to stay longer. You must keep living where God is, and sometimes that means forgoing what you've always done or always known and being willing to have your soul expanded a little, to undergo some growing pains as it were in order to be faithful and believe that where God is leading will be good. Somehow it gets a tiny bit more exciting when change happens once you begin to see yourself and your story how God sees it, always transforming, always moving. Change isn't always bad. In fact, the right kind of change is a valuable part of life. I love how author Bob Goff puts it when he writes, the next version of you is the one who will pursue the ambitions all the previous versions were unable to accomplish. That certainly was true for Abraham, Moses, Peter, and all the rest. And it can be true for us too. Leaving the old you behind, leaving the old country behind, whatever that looks like for your story It's just the next step to amazing things God has for you. So take a leap of faith when he calls you to it. I promise you that it will not be in vain. Thanks so much for listening. If you liked what you heard on today's episode, please subscribe to this podcast as well as leave a review. If you want to read additional content, please visit and subscribe to my blog at www graceopens.blogspot.com. You can also connect with me on social media via Twitter at Open to Grace 2015, Instagram and Parlor at Open to Grace Alaska, and on MeWe under my name, Katherine Singer. I'll see you in the next episode, and remember, Grace will always meet you where you are.